All righty, back in here on The Fan. Now it's time to get to The Fan Focus. Starting us off, we're going to go to the afternoon drive. It's Nick and it's Dustin on the future of Andrew Barry. Contracts just mean how long Jimmy Haslam has to pay you. It doesn't mean how long Jimmy Haslam has to actually employ you. Yeah, he don't mind paying people money to yeah. go away. And honestly, that's that, that's kind of a positive, I guess, in some ways. When not used to the nth degree, which is what he has. But yeah, I, I think everybody not named Deshaun Watson should feel desperation. The ushers at Cleveland Brown Stadium, or whatever we're calling it these days, they should feel some desperation as well. Because this is, stability does mean something in the NFL. And you can't, here's the other thing. It, it'd be so much simpler if Andrew Barry knew he was safe no matter what. He doesn't. Andrew Barry's a smart enough guy to know that they don't, Jimmy can say, hey, you're my guy. Even if Kevin isn't my guy, I got you. You can say that all you want in July. That all you want in June, you can say that all you want in April. It doesn't mean a damn thing when it comes to November and December. And I also, here's the other, here's the unquantifiable thing. We don't know really who pushed for the Deshaun deal. That's a good point. I mean, you got to think that it, it had to be a lot of Andrew Barry, but probably a lot of Jimmy Haslam too. Yeah, I mean, I don't, listen, I just, I... I've been around or, or talked with enough people in organizations to know that everybody says the right things when you make a trade of this this level, but that there's also people in that organization who right now are saying, guys, I, I told him you couldn't do it. I guarantee you. And that doesn't mean, by the way, that there's it's fractious or infighting or anything like that, but teams present the United Front out to the fans and out to the media, mm-hmm. and inside, it's like here. You could go to any one of the hosts here, and we could give you a, a different take on the station. We can give you a different take on what's good about it, what's bad about it, who we like, who we don't like. Guarantee you. And 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 there might be some overlap. I guarantee you those visions would look completely different. That's in every business. There's 12 accountants sitting over in PNC Bank right now, and each one of them has a different view of what they should be doing or how they could be making more money or how they could stop losing money, whatever it is. And that's that's not even with the kind of pressure you have in the NFL. So, like, my hope is that this this actually helps them band together. I don't know that it's going to help them band together, but I like the sentiment that Nick has given off there, and I think he's right about some of the contract stuff earlier in the clip. I, when it comes to Andrew Barry, you got to let your work speak for yourself. I think Andrew Barry is much safer than Kevin Stefanski is. I really do. He's made a lot of good moves this offseason in particular. I think he's much safer than Kevin Stefanski is. Ultimately, though, if Deshaun Watson completes 58% of his passes, none of that's going to matter anyway. None of it's going to matter. They're going to have to clean house regardless. I know we've had Daryl. We'll talk to Daryl a little bit later on in this program tonight. But we've talked to Daryl before. He says he thinks that Andrew Barry has done enough to keep his job regardless of the outcome this year, I think it depends. I think it depends, especially how some of these off-season acquisitions hit. You know, if Elijah Moore is a dud, then yeah, you got to count that as a strike against him. Conversely, if Elijah Moore is awesome, well, here we go. We go to the morning show, Ken and Lima, on each other's obituaries. Awful announcing put out two minutes ago at Lima that goes, (laughs) (laughs) wait till you see this tweet. And right before we came back, 
Awful announcing said Tim Kirkchen revealed he wrote Peter Gammon's obituary when Gammon suffered a brain aneurysm in 2006. And Lima wrote, uh, and then he added me, I've been meaning to tell you something. I mean, you got to have them handy. So what do you think the New York Times, they they wait for someone to die, and then all of a sudden they're like, pound out 3,000 words on this amazing individual. Obviously, you you would have... As a news outlet, something ready. I I'm got news for you. for you. They're all written, you're ladies not, and gentlemen. You're not writing my obituary. Okay, this is starting to turn into Data Carvey when uh, Tom Brokaw goes on vacation. <laughs> Former President Gerald Ford was mauled senselessly by a grizzly bear today. That's just superfluous. Have you prepared? Have you, have you thought about what words you would say if I died? I think you have to, or so you're not caught off guard. Yeah, just in case. It's not. It's not that I think you're going to die any minute. But you remember, this is when I was single. You had you had had plans. You had made no, plans. No, I didn't. For, no, me, I didn't. for me, for no, me I and your wife. You no, had made those plans. What what plans? What were the plans? I mean, you needed somebody to take care of your sons. I mean, you this did was say all several times that Ken, or that Anthony would take over, assume yeah, your role. In I your didn't family. think he would sit there and daydream about what he was going to say about me after I died. Well, at that point, that's all you're left to do you is to notice? think about. He'd stare off in the corner and. He'd hum, wouldn't it be nice? Do you want me to turn around? I want you to say what you were, I want you to say some of the things you were thinking of. You want me to turn around so you can say them? No, 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 no. Because I'm not going to do it. I'm going to stare right at you. They're, they're best just composed in a draft that you hope you never accidentally sent. I've never thought about or what I'd maybe. say about you. Uh, it's fascinating. I actually, I love this in, I'm going to call it a partnership. That's what I'm going to call it. I like this in a friendship. I like this in a co-host role with each other. That's kind of nice that they write out each other's obituaries. I think that's I think that's kind of nice. Uh, who else is going to know better than their significant others? Really? Uh, their significant others are going to know better. Outside of that, though, and really, that's that's too much of a daunting task. If I like, for instance, if my if I pass away, I don't want my wife writing my obituary because my wife is going to be busy dealing with other things. She's got to do a lot more if I pass away. I don't want her writing my obituary. It'd be nice to have a friend step in and say, listen, I, I know Jonathan well. I know what's going on. I, I knew his life. I knew who, who he liked, who he didn't like. I know who he wanted in there and didn't want in there. I think it's fantastic. I think that's that's good teammates partnership right there. I like that. All right, we go to Baskin and Phelps with the latest in the land bridge. Do you want to sink... What Daryl estimated is somewhere around a billion dollars into the existing stadium. I mean, what what a what a bad idea, Andy. What a bad idea, Jeff. I agree with you. I think it's a bad idea. That the place is just fine for watching football. Let, let's let's keep that in mind. That stadium is just fine for watching a football game. Okay. That we have about ten times a year. Correct. Why would we sink ten or sink a billion dollars into a place that might be used twenty times a year? When what's the shelf life on it after you spend a billion dollars on it? Ten more years? Maybe fifteen? Why? Why why would you do that? I don't know. It never made sense to me. I think the whole thing is stupid. We'll get more on the land bridge and what Daryl found out when Daryl joins us later in the program, though. I don't know what they're doing. 
But what I can tell right now is it doesn't seem like the city entirely knows what they want to do yet either. And really, the state doesn't know what they want to do yet. So it's going to be an ongoing mystery. Hopefully, they get this thing figured out and they do it right, though. You guys know what right means to me. Right means you get a nice dome, you got a retractable roof, and everything's all set up so we can use the thing more than 10 times a year. All right, we go to Afternoon Drive. Nick and Dustin on the missing sub searching for the Titanic. Nick, how big of an ego do these people have? Which ones? All of them. Yep. Enormous. To think that this is going to be a safe trip. I mean, I know they've had successful trips down there. And we covered this yesterday. What are you really seeing? Nothing. The Titanic is is going to disappear by like seven years. So you're going to go down there, you're going to see 20% of what that Titanic used to be. Oh, that, that look how rich I am. That ain't worth dying. Y- you know what I like? Pictures. You know what I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Google. Videos. Pictures. Yep. Huh. They've done like 17 Titanic explorations. Dude, I've, I'm so claustrophobic. And you, you, you've seen this thing. It's not that big. Yeah. So Meredith is actually going to play some of the audio of a tour of this thing for us and the pulse coming up at 340. I don't know emotionally I'm ready to handle it. Oh, did you see who was the guy, Keith? What, who was this guy that, that that was talking about the... the it's the, the Coast Guard, right? Coast Guard official. Coast Guard yeah, official. He's giving an update this afternoon. Do we have the audio? Yeah. Adam John Mogger. Yeah. Okay, if I'm ever stuck in a submersible um, 2,000 leagues under the sea, don't send this guy to talk about it. How many hours of oxygen are left that you know of or that you can estimate right now so, on the submersible? And is it a, has, does it have to be approved or regulated? So, so, so first of all, it's an estimate, right? Because we know uh, from the, uh, the the data we were using uh, as a starting point was 96 hours. We know at this point we're approximately uh, about 40, 41 hours. 41 hours left. Yes. And then he goes on to say, yeah, hope is dwindling fast. What? Well, no no crap. Like, I don't know who's dying a worse death here, the people in the submersible or their family who have to be like, oh, thanks, man. This is the one time, if you're a Coast Guard, just for all the Coast Guard uh, folks listening, this is the one time just lie. Just lie for the sanity of the We've got a lot of hope. Yeah, like, listen, you're not... Unless you find them, you're not going to be able to help the people in the submersible. So, so, so but the words can very much keep people who have family people? in that not going crazy. <laughs> the people? Uh, submersible sounds too much like crustable for me to take the story serious every time they say submersible. And then it makes me hungry. And it makes me want an uncrustable. And I love an uncrustable. Ultimately, though, I think that's got to be one of the worst ways to die ever. Uh, there's a lot of really bad ways to die. I know there's a lot of really painful, torturous ways to die that really drag the whole thing out. But you are a ticking time bomb, and you know it. You're sitting there just waiting. You're waiting to run out of oxygen, and you know no one's coming. You know no one's helping you. Oh, I feel so bad for those people. I really do. It breaks my heart. Couldn't imagine. I don't know that seeing the Titanic is how I would position myself to potentially go out like, there's danger in all this right there's danger in everyday life there's danger crossing the street if you told me i could go up in one of those spacex rocket ships but i'd get to see outer space i would do it in a second i would i don't I have no interest of in seeing the deep ocean zero interest 
You know what the deep ocean is to me? It looked like 10 feet underwater. That's all I would see. I, I don't care. What am I going to I'm going to see some sort of weird fish? I'm not interested. Not interested. Now you take me to space, and all of a sudden, I get to see something that is aesthetically pleasing, but I can also, I, I can have a whereabout within myself. I can understand what's going on. Deep space would just be pitch black and dark. I, and I, no thank you. Hard pass to me in order to go see the, the Titanic, which is that's a great movie. It was a very sad part of American history. And we can even call it American history, global history. But it just doesn't it just doesn't do it for me the same way. It doesn't. You would have to be what, hundred and eleven to have uh to still be alive if you were around for the Titanic? I'm like I doesn't do it for me, guys. I'm sorry. But nothing with the ocean ever has. Nothing with the ocean. I'm a space guy. I like space. Space is where I'm at. All right, let's go to Ken and Lima as the two of them talked about the AFC North. Any team that finishes last in this division, you're going to be, you'll be really pissed. Any team that finishes last, people, like, I don't think. Would Harbaugh get fired? I, you know, I was wondering that. Like, I don't think that was the next thought that went to my mind. Like, if, if Kevin Stefanski and the Browns finish last in the AFC oh, he's North, yeah, he's, he's done. done. No matter the record, too. I tell you what. Right? The, they're done. If the Bengals finish last, the only way I could see them finishing last is if Joe Burrow yeah. is hurt. Yep. And so I don't know necessarily – I don't think that Zach Taylor would get fired. Mike Tomlin I don't think would get fired. John Harbaugh might get canned. They just spent that amount of money. How much was it, $180 million? What was that number? $180 million guaranteed? Was it 150 What's $30 million between friends? It's a hell of a lot of money for Lamar Jackson, right? You finished last in that division. You went out and you got Todd Munkin. I don't, you don't see that in a lot of other divisions, man. Ross was right as rain about it. It's, it's, I will tell you though, you look at the division or you look at the conference. Name me a team in the AFC South if the Colts or Houston Texans finish last. I don't think anybody's going to be too terribly heartbroken by finishing last. you got two first-year head coaches there, and Shane Steichen and, and also D'Amico Ryans. In the AFC West, it eh, might be a bit, a bit of a different story, obviously. But look, that's what I'm saying. There's two teams that might be okay with, hey, we're, we're rebuilding. This is the way it goes. Other than that, like it, it is a very tough conference and certainly a very tough division. Now, think about the Ravens. Though, didn't after they get Raquan Smith, Roquan Smith last year, didn't their defense got better? Got get cemented as like a top five defense in the NFL. Yes. At the end of the year, so yes. I think maybe that would be your counter argument yeah. to somebody saying they're going to be in last place. Like, well, their their defense is is pretty set up, and if Lamar now with the contract doesn't have to worry about that anymore. Does that free him up to run a little more and take I, some chances? That's what my that's I what I know. said to you at 6:40 this morning. That that was my theory. Yeah, I just don't know that it's the right answer for Lamar this year, but I think it's the right answer for Lamar long term. Ditching the fact that he uses his legs a ton, I think will benefit him over the next 15 years if he wants to be one of these quarterbacks that's playing at 40. I don't know that we're going to look at him like a top 10 quarterback though. What he did great was use his legs. If he's not using his legs, I can't perceive him to be great. More on that, Odyssey Rewind, 8.30. Start from there.
We leave that there. We come on back. I want to hear from you guys, 216-474 to below 92. We're going to go off the beaten path in about 20 minutes. But we come on back. Are you out on Draymond Green? You've heard all the chatter. You've dissected it. Are you done with Draymond Green and the idea of him coming to the Cavs? Or are you opening your arms if he were to say he wanted to come to Cleveland? We'll do it next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on The Fan. 